Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time on a cold, dark, gross Tuesday. Al, what's up? Hi, Jerry. I had an assignment yesterday when I went home to eat lunch. I was going to look into uh, uh, the flights, Jerry, for yes. for a couple of days off. I'm I off. suggested you go to Phoenix. Yeah, I'm off Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, Saturday, Sunday. I was supposed to go to the Lemonhead show. They canceled on yep. me, so now I, I don't have anything to do. Now, by the way, I don't have any problem not having anything to do, but you suggested... Live, damn it. Live. Go have nothing to do in Phoenix. Yeah, so I, I looked at that, Jerry. I went, uh, t- I, I, I opened up Expedia. Okay. And I was like, let me put in some destinations that I would like to go to. All right, fair enough. So I put in, uh, and of course, you know, today, yesterday was Monday, and I'm looking for something Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Yeah. Not easy. I punched in Phoenix. Economy. Lowest economy class wherein you can't even check a bag. $2,000. Come on. Yes. Really? Started at, they started at, like, if a terrible flight with a connection, 1800 Damn. Then I punched in Austin, Texas. Seems like a place I might be interested in. Over $1,000. Everything was over $1,000. Wow. Yeah. Then what? I even looked... Nothing going on in Atlantic City as far as like a concert. Nothing. What about Miami? I just somewhere. My God, man. No, they're all because it, the problem is it's this the week. Fuel. And it's this week. So they know they got you by the balls. Oh, the kids they are know, off. They know you want to go somewhere. Wow. I'm I'm sorry to hear that yes, because I'm I really s- thought I had a good idea for you. That was a good idea, Jerry. I'm also sorry to hear that. Apparently not a great idea. But I also, the other part of me wants nothing to do with going to an airport. Yeah, I understand. It just I just don't have the energy to uh, wait in the, the line to sit I, next to somebody. I just I don't have the energy. It's take, taking a flight somewhere takes sucks all the energy out of me. It takes a lot of time too. It really yeah, does. Uh, I just don't like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I'm just curious. I want to see what Newark to Miami is. This is gonna be seven eight hundred bucks. I'm so curious. Yeah, if anything pops oh, up. Oh, it is Jerry. Uh, round trip five hundred. That's even absurd. Right. That's crazy. It is nonstop. It is United. It's not a bad flight, but 500 bucks. Right. Damn. Right. And then you're going, okay, now I need a hotel last minute. Yeah. No, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're yeah. absolutely right. You're right. All right. Well, listen, I wouldn't we enjoy do myself. Try. I wouldn't enjoy myself. So now I don't know what I'm going to do, Jerry. Now you're back to, you've got nothing to do. Maybe I'll just get nude and lay around my house. As opposed to any other normal Tuesday. Well, I have shorts on. <laughs> Normally, all right. Hey, listen. You do it. You you're on the bottom of the street level, right? Uh, yes, yeah, street yeah. level. So just make sure the shades are shut. I'm street level, and I can and I have a second level. Oh, you do. So I have two levels. All right, so you'd be nude upstairs. I can be nude upstairs, but then I'm av- available to everybody in the on the boardwalk. I just saved you forty dollars if you want to fly into Fort Lauderdale. I pass. It's only four sixty. Pass. All right, hard pass. A couple things here, Jerry. Uh, one, there was uh, some discussion about dogs uh, on the show today. 
And a guy called up and he said to me, because I guess Boomer was trying to figure out how old the dog is. And yeah. he, he did the classic, like, if I were to tell you that my dog is six years old, yeah. you would say six times seven is 42. That's right. how old the dog is in human years. Well, a guy called me and told me that that calculation has not been the calculation for many years. He said there's a new calculation, of, of which I, I took to uh, the internet and the American Kennel Club, which is like the mm-hmm. overseer of all things dogs. They do have a new calculation for how old you determine your dog to be. And they say that the first year of your dog's life, they turn 15. Okay. In human years. Yeah. Become a teenager in one year. In one year. Which makes sense because you see a dog sometimes, you'll see a puppy and and you'll... Is that a real person, Jerry? I don't know. I can't get my eyes off the TV, though. I don't know what that is. That can't be a real person. It looks like a man dressed as a cow. With weird glasses and six chins. Yeah, it's on a Fox business. <laughs> I don't know what it's that disturbing. is. disturbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having trouble focusing yeah. on you. But I got you. First year, 15 First year, years. the dog turns 15. Second year. The second year, the dog, you add nine more years. So, so you're 24 after two. Two years in, your dog's 24. And then it's five years for every year after that. Right. So, so it's really not that far off. So if I were to say my... My dog is six. So in the old calculation, six times seven is 42. Right. In the new calculation, 44. she's 44. Yeah. It's, I They're guess the, the whole seven-year thing is probably what the average is. Right. Which makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, honestly, to think that the dog is 15 in human years as opposed to seven their first year, what the hell difference does it make? And Jerry, this is, time a, on our hands. this is an actual conversation I had with a person. Well, yeah. Why am I not surprised? Uh, uh, no, but but when they I, when this, they called, yeah, this this guy called me. He acted like we were some t- sort of jackasses for not knowing that because they changed it's the calculation. Probably important in his life, right? So he goes, "That is old calculation." You hear Sal last night? You hear how passionate he is about his sports? Yes. There are investment bankers out there that wouldn't know a baseball from a basketball that would hear that and think that that's the dumbest thing. Right in the world, you know, like I am about cord cutting. I get freaked out about. I scream about. I yell about. So the guy says to me, um, so the dog in one year is uh, is 15. He goes, you know, it's a teenager. He goes, you know, it's a, because a, a dog can have uh, babies then. A human can't. I go, yeah, a human could have a baby at that age. He of course goes, they can. Well, at they 13, sh- actually. Well, they shouldn't be. Well, I go, well, th- we but they can that. if they wanted to have a baby. So stupid. It is kind of weird that. Humans can have babies that young, and yet, if somebody does have a baby that young, we somewhat look down upon them. Yeah. Right? Then why make us get mature at that age? Because there was no one person that designed us. (laughs) We weren't created in a lab where they said, nature baby making. Let's see. 13 sounds good. But if nature, because a lot of times we go, nature, you know, like if a, a monkey kills a cat, we go, oh, it's nature. But if you kill a cat, you're a bad person. Right. Because we have a conscience and a, and a, and a brain that allows us to think through things. Right. But the difference. nature is allowing us to have a baby at 12 years old. It does. 12, uh, yeah. 12, I always right? 13, but you're probably right. No, I'm 12, saying whenever 13, yeah. someone gets their period, they're going to have start having yeah. babies. Yeah. Doesn't mean you financially can. Or should. I guess if you think about it, back in the day, and I mean yeah. way back in the day before money was a thing and you traded for goods and services, that's how you, right? No one had dollar bills and, and change. There wasn't- no, you were a blacksmith and you, you fixed somebody's horseshoes for a thing of butter that they churned. Right. Or something of berries that you grew on the land that you, you know, claimed as your own. I guess uh, back then, maybe... Maybe the the thinking of the heavens, however we were designed. Um, maybe it was the younger you can have the kids, the more help you get to be able to create wealth. I don't know. I, I wish think. I wish we were still on that barter type of system. No, It'd be so great, Jerry. Like I show up to like Firestone you Tires. Can't, you can't. You couldn't shower without your bath fitter. Could you imagine yourself just jumping yourself in a filthy river and saying, oh, "I'm clean"? No, no. I'm, I'm saying this way, Jerry. I show up to Firestone. I go, "Hey, you guys, listen to uh, Boomer and Geo." Yeah, give me a set of tires. I thought you meant living back in the no. day. No, no, no. I'm saying now, if in today's day and age we were still in the barter system, are oh, you listening to the show? Fill my gas tank up. Barter. 
I give you entertainment on the oh, radio. Geez. You give me gasoline. It's a high thought of yourself. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, barter system, Jerry. Barter. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can barter for certain things. You can. Then I got this uh, sent to me by many alert uh, podcast listeners, Jerry. A new study is out that says American men's penises are the 59th biggest in the world, which means 58 other places other than America, men have larger penises than us. Okay, but that also means, now does the story say how many countries there are in the world? It doesn't. How many? Because 86, uh, they, The pharmacy that did this analyzed the Google data from 86 countries, and we're 59th. Well, that's as not a far good number. There's a hundred, and there's officially 195 countries in the world. 59 out of 195 is pretty good. 59 out of 87 is not good. Now, Jerry, you're probably wondering who has the largest penises. Ecuadorian men. All right. They average 6.93 penis size inches. 6.93 inches. Okay. What does it say for the Americans? Well, good question, Jerry. Let me see here. <laughs> Wouldn't that have to be like right in the first paragraph? Yes, Jerry. Five point three five inches. Wow. So, so the Ecuadorian men, Ecuadorian a full of the inch biggest, and a half more? yeah, yeah. The smallest penises can be found in Cambodia. They are just three point nine five inches long. These are all while erect. <laughs> three point nine. <laughs> yeah. Is that where the phrase, it's not the size that counts, Yeah, but how you use it? <laughs> Some countries that have larger penises than Americans. Haitian, French, Aussie. Those damn French. I hate the French. Me too. Really, Jerry? And the Australians, huh? Yeah, and the Australians. Okay. Throw another shrimp, shrimp on the bobby. Or your penis. Koiri. <laughs> You go right to Kyrie. Kyrie? <laughs> Men in Haiti have an average size of 6.3 inches when aroused. It's pretty good. Any of this make you hot? <laughs> All of it, Jerry. All of it makes me hot. Oh, it's funny. So okay. there's a big controversy going on. This is uh, outside of uh, penis size. Oh, okay. I mean, that was that also controversial, Jerry? Yes. Yes, okay. Are you familiar? There's a new phrase that's been used lately. It's called doxing. Have you heard that term? No. It's an online thing. Okay. Doxing, as I understand it, is when you publish somebody's information that they don't want published. Okay, like? For example, um, let's say, you know, the guy who runs the back after this yes, Twitter feed. Sure. He doesn't use his name. He's an anonymous guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you knew who that was and you knew he didn't want his name out there because he just does this uh, Twitter feed where he makes fun of Mike and he plays clips of Mike and you found out who he was and you put out on Twitter or said here on the show, hey, you know, I found out who runs back after this. His name is yeah. uh, Mike Evans. He's an accountant with uh, Procter & Gamble. Yeah. That would be called, they would call that doxing, okay. I believe. So there's a big thing going around now. There's a um, there's a Twitter feed called Libs of TikTok. Okay. Where a person in this Twitter feed just posts things uh, left-leaning liberals post on uh, TikTok that make them look silly. Okay. Okay. So this person posts it to the delight of people who are more conservative and on the the right wing. Mm -hmm. So the Washington Post reporter, a young reporter, I think she's younger, uh, wrote an article exposing who this woman is and what she's doing and how terrible it is. Even though this woman is really just grabbing TikToks that people are putting out and, and putting them on her thing. So it's a big controversy of whether that is something that... Uh, should be allowed to be done. What do you feel about that one? That's an interesting one. I think it's in one. In... Doxing, Listen, Jerry. We're I, doxing. I am a consumer of all this media as anyone is, and a lot of it is funny. I'm not, I don't, but there is a part of me that thinks it's cowardly. You know, like, why can't, like, like the back after this guy, 
what he's it's amazing to me the views he gets and good for him i mean he's not like you said he's not putting anything out there that wasn't put out there already by the person who's in the video right which is what the the the, the lives of tiktok uh, person not, is doing i don't i just don't understand why not hey it's mike evans i don't know how so and so does this but this was pretty funny yeah i don't understand the harm in that i like i don't why not like, would you feel it's like having a ghost account? Right. Really? Would you? I don't know. I would. I just wouldn't do it. But people love it. I guess people. Fear I see it. both sides to it. Yeah. So, like, let's say the guy who runs the uh, back after this account, yeah. since that's not a political thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say he doesn't want to be known because he's doing all this video editing when he should be working eight hours a day, and he's doing a lot of this on work time. And his work people might not appreciate that he's spending time doing that. So he doesn't want his name and his likeness out there. Or he fears retribution from Mike Francesa is going to come sue him one day for. Or well, but sc- then it comes down to are you doing something legal or illegal? Yeah. If it's legal, then you have no fear of that. If it's illegal, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, well, let's talk about legal things. These are legal things. What right. Both of them are doing. And I just, I don't know. I like. The other part of me is like people would think he's a hero. Yeah, that guy I would think would want to yes. be known. Why would you not want to take credit for like there are so many times this is where I give him a lot of credit. I don't know what kind of filing system he has, but it blows me away when something happens on a football Sunday. Let's and I'm I'm just making this up. Right. Let's say Kyler Murray does something unbelievable where he escapes the pocket outruns nine different guys. Nothing's crazy when I say this, but I'm just trying to make a point. And then he finds some clip from four years ago when he was in college of Mike saying, Kyler Murray will never make it in the NFL because he's, he's got no pocket (laughs) presence and can't escape a rush. How in the hell does he pull that stuff out? So quick? it's, it's, I would think I'd want people to know that I, that it's me, but I mean, again, to each his own, uh, you know, there's these guys that uh, have a podcast called This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty. Yeah, it's it was a Seinfeld Seinfeld podcast. Yes. I, I, they have now, again, they're only pull, they're pulling in for pulling from a much limited source, which is nine seasons of Seinfeld versus yeah. Mike be on, being on the air five hours a day for a By long time. By himself for a lot of it, yeah. A lot, you know, and much harder to find. But these guys, too, like, they pr- promote their podcast by finding things people are tweeting about and then tweeting a Seinfeld related gift but Unreal. like immediately yeah so it's a, and they they try on on things that have popular inter- interaction so i see them they'll uh, tweeting uh, like if barstool tweets something out they have a tweet it's unreal immediately i'm like are they monitoring this all day long like how are they doing this so quickly i don't know i guess people i you know it's funny i don't know if they make money off their site i don't yeah, but I don't someone's think do. clearly monitoring what's going on. Right. For them to do this. I saw, I just saw John Boy just signed a deal with SeatGeek. And one of the things to is. To do that what? Don't they Sponsorship sell? deal. Oh, they, they're going to sponsor his. This guy now went from, according to the story, he was a, witty, a wedding videographer just three years ago, four yeah. years ago, whatever it was. And on the side, started doing this. And now he is becoming one of the biggest media companies in the country. And it's like, at some point, he, I guess he didn't have a wedding every weekend. So he was able to take the extra time and what he does for a living and apply it to sports and hope it caught on. And it caught on with the garbage pail and the Astros, and he became a household name very quickly. But you have to invest that time and belief, and I don't, wanna, I don't even want to call it belief. You have to hope that you hit it because there, I'm sure there are Dozens, if not hundreds, of other uh, of other John boys out there that are doing stuff like this. But damn it, someone caught him. It went viral, and boom, here he's got to deal with Yes Network, Seat Geek. I bet you he's worth a hundred million dollars now. I don't know how, and, and it's unreal. And God bless him. Yes, God bless him. I don't know how he turned that into a media company. He does though. He did. Did you interview him on your podcast? No, we had him. Oh, we had him in here. I think we had him in here once. Okay. Yeah, we had him and uh, another guy he was working with. Yeah. But, like, you can, like, I have ideas, too. And, again, this is where Eddie's wrong. They're never get-rich schemes. They're um, fallbacks for the day that I get the notice to come in the office and I'm done. 
because that day will come at some point. I'm not stupid. And I'm always trying to figure out, all right, all right, unless I want to go get, for real, go get a job, it'd be nice to have something to fall back on that a paycheck's still coming in. But to do it when you already have two jobs and kids, and it's hard to devote the time that you need to actually do it. Some guys are able to get it done, and I, I, I applaud them. Yeah. I really do. Like, I'm back after this. How is it not turn? I guess you can't turn it into money because you're using other people's videos. But I, I don't know. But John Boy got famous for the Garbage Pail videos, yeah. which are not his videos. And the Aaron Boone yelling. There was another thing That's he did right. early on. Savages in the Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That might have been the first yes, thing. where he really broke down Savages when uh, when Boone went out there Correct. and was yelling at the ump. He knew how to get that extra feed. He was able to... He jacked trend. up the volume. Yeah. And then the Astro thing, that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. Because he basically... I don't want to say he broke that scandal, but he had a huge part in that. Huge part in that. Very impressive. Yeah. And what he's done now, amazing to me. Yeah, very impressive. I look at him. I look at uh, Darren from the 7 line. Absolutely. Self-made right there. Right. He was making his own T-shirts. Yep. Then I even thought when he was getting the Mets licensing, like, ah, maybe this might take some of the undergroundness away and it won't be as fun. And yeah, I think it got bigger. Yeah. And then he started putting together the... These uh, trips are awesome. The trips. Yeah. He's got, you know... A, a Mets podcast, which makes sense for him to have a yeah, podcast. Yeah. He's already got a following because of all the Mets stuff. And that's amazing, too, like that these yeah. people do this. And yes. very. It's, it's, it's admirable is yeah. what it is. And these are guys that are legit, you know, the whole work for yourself. Like, they really are working for themselves. Right. In every sense of the word. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Me, too. I really do. I think it's great. Even the guy like the 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 diet guy that I follow, uh, Flav City on YouTube, self-made. Yeah, now he has enough subscribers on YouTube, and then he has sponsors and he has deals where you use my coupon code yeah. and get all for the the food that he uh, the the health food or that he recommends, right? Yeah, it's like, man. By the way, if anybody out there wants to sponsor a cornhole league, yeah. just saying. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we like. You need a cornhole podcast, Jerry, for all the cornhole players. No, in the I don't world. know about that. I, you know, I, yeah, who's listening to that? Right. I mean, I, it's big. I, I, I'm blown away how big the whole cornhole thing has become. They put it on ESPN now and ESPN two, and it is fascinating to me. I mean, you know, my league has a waiting list. I think about that, but a sponsor would help for sure. Because goddamn, we do a lot of work. Yeah. But a podcast, that's yeah, niche. You. Very niche, Jerry. How many, for real, you think you get 200 listeners per show? Honestly, who the hell is listening to Well, that? you've got to become the predominant name in, what's it called? Cornhole. Cornhole. Yeah, I don't know about that. Me neither. Don't know about it, Jerry. All right, let's do the warm-up yeah, program, Jerry. Right. We did that. Uh, we do that from 5 to 6 every morning, and uh, tomorrow morning will be no different. Tomorrow is a Wednesday. We will do it then. Uh, until then, listen to this one from Tuesday morning. See you. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Fan is your station. We want to hear from you. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. We start a new week. It's 5.02. What do you say? The Eddie Scazzeri, good to see you as always. Hope you had a nice weekend. Across from me is Al Jason Dukes. I know he had a good weekend because the weather didn't suck, and he's down in the Jersey Shore. So what's up? That's true, Jerry. Good morning. Uh, that Mets a home opener feels like it was two weeks ago. I couldn't agree with you more. Right? Yes, I agree. Because, yes, because all the, all the basketball that happened over the weekend, if you yeah. care or not, certainly... Um, Wait. For me, at least, took precedence yesterday. But you're right. Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock seemed like a week ago. Yeah, because then you also have the Saturday and Sunday yeah. ga- uh, baseball games and then the other sports, Jerry. It's just a, it was a big sports weekend it at my a, house. It was. Uh, did you enjoy the hail in Baltimore? Uh, I did see the hail. That was wild. Yeah, I don't like hail. No, hail's frightening. Although one of yeah. the Yankee guys walking off the field with his mouth open trying to catch the hail in his it, mouth. It knock your tooth right uh, out. Yes, it might have. So, yeah, so that was pretty – it was a wild weekend. Why does um, the weather give us ice cubes falling down Don't upon know. us? Parent, but get ready for tonight. Supposed to get some wild weather late this afternoon into this evening. Oh, good. Yeah, awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Walking a dog in this? You you might be. Come on, has, Jerry. Take the dog out about 4 o'clock. You'll be okay. I'm hearing around 5. I got to teach this, on winds. this dog how to use a toilet. I've seen cats use a toilet. Litter box. Well, I know the cats use the litter box, but there are cats that have been taught to use a toilet. I have seen that. In Meet the Fockers, the cat uses yeah. the toilet. They, like, squat over the toilet, and then they even know how to flush the toilet. It's a bit much. I mean, that's awesome. Well. I'm surprised we don't teach dogs good with to the do that. Box. I don't need my cat on the toilet bowl. <laughs> or to go into the, to, for your animals to climb into your bathtub. Use that as a bathroom. When you come home, you wash no, it down. No, stop. You can't do that. And nor would you enjoy that. You I imagine you go and you have a big load in your uh, in the bathtub. Oh, Come on, man! But you started it. That was your idea, not mine. Ooh. And then you got to get in it to shower. Come yeah, on, man! That's true. That's where you want to go and get clean. What you a don't terrible want terrible thought you just had. All right, I'm sorry. Listen, Ugh. sometimes or you could rethink it and I don't know, not get a dog. There are no well, unfortunately, that's too late. Mm. There are no bad ideas, Jerry. It was just a brainstorming session. You've shot it down. It makes complete sense what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so the Nets lost yesterday. Hell of Jerry. a game! What a what a I mean, killer loss! What a great game though. Yeah, they lost the last second. Uh, they did uh, again. Great shot by Tatum, falling away from the basket. So is Gio wearing a leprechaun costume today? He says he is. I think so. That'd be silly. It's embarrassing. It was a little embarrassing. It's coming from a man who dresses up as Batman too. By the way. <laughs> It's yeah, a little embarrassing. Do what he wants. Let him wear it every day. But I see uh, Kyrie was uh, fighting the fans again in uh, Boston. A little, well, he, I mean, they, he, they give it to him like you cannot believe. Yeah, I'm on team Kyrie on this one. I'm a sick, these NBA fans, They're we've now of, seen it. Since, out of control. Since, well, first of all, since the malice at the palace, that was, and then they calmed down for a little while. Yeah. But since the pandemic hit and they were allowed back in buildings, they're nuts. Yeah. And I don't understand more because, so than ever because NBA ticket is a very expensive ticket. Very, you you can't go in there. So you would think people. I don't know. I guess I think people with money have a little more decorum. They uh, don't. They don't. No, they don't. They don't. No. And so I don't mind Kyrie flipping off the Boston fans, giving him the double finger. Especially the way he did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did all those like behind his head. Yeah, I thought it was. Fun. I like the crying. Yeah. <laughs> I then he that was, was funny. screaming things at them, too. Yeah. And it's, playing great. Yeah. Oh, it, by the way. It's enough of UNBA fans. The players are fighting back. But then in it, looking at it the opposite way, they're clearly getting to him as well. But they, I feel like. They are and they aren't. So to me, they're getting to him if he shoots 2 of 12 and he's doing all this stuff. All right. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter yesterday. Oh, so he. Like, took over the game at one point. You could make the case he thrives with this. So I to me, you want to say they got in his head? Okay. Get in his head more. So if you were uh, God did he play well. Jerry, if you were in charge of Boston fans and you were indeed a Boston Celtic fan, would you tell the fans not You're never to, gonna tell the fans not to. You're not to ride Kyrie because it's hurting you. No, they're gonna no, they won the game. Oh, that's true. They won the game. Now it wasn't easy, and the play they made at the end was spectacular. It really was. And every the, the fake on the three to get the two guys to fly at and then cut through them, then to have the cutter spin, catch as he's falling away from the basket and lay it in. 
That was a hell of a – it really was a hell of a play. This was Kyrie afterwards where he basically says, I've had enough of these people. It's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan. But, um, you know, when people start yelling, and bitch, and you, and all this stuff, it's about so much you can take. <laughs> what did they say, Jerry, to him? They said, uh, boop, and boop, and boop. <laughs> they called him a wussy. A wussy, okay. A rich. Okay. And a mother bleeper. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we throw these? At least fans get to stay there and be yelling these things. You can't yell profanities at games. Uh, apparently, you can. Have you not been to a game? It's been a while. I mean, and Boomers talks about this all the time. What's worse is when they yell this stuff at the college kids. Yeah. Like, this is bad enough. But he makes $40 million a year. Deal with it. Well, However you have to deal with it, deal with it. But basketball is worse so, in college. It's so weird, too, that it, you're right there. Yeah. You have no, you're not like wearing a helmet like you do in football. You know what I mean? Like, you are right there. You have no padding on. It's just you're in your short shorts and your tank top. Yeah. And you're inbounding the ball with people literally three feet from you, if not closer, sometimes on the sideline, when you're right. In football, as vulgar as a football crowd might be, at any point you're on the field, there's no one within 30 yards of you. So I don't know what you would hear other than noise. Basketball is quite intimate. Right. In football, you, you could even just keep your helmet on and pretend you don't hear them. Of course. Even if you do hear them. And no one's going to see you unless the camera's got a close-up on your face. You know, no one's going to see the facial expressions or anything. And baseball's so calm for the most part. They're not even... But, but yeah, a baseball is different because baseball is a calmer sport, but it's quieter at times where you really can say something. But I feel like in baseball, if you say something like that and it's quiet, they will usher you out. Yeah. It seems, I don't know. Baseball seems a little bit. Basketball is the one sport where it is nuts. Like, I feel like A-Rod got a lot of this sure. when, when he had the steroid situation. And he would go oh, places. Yeah. People would yell at him. Remember, they had the fake, uh, the blow-up needles. They were wearing masks, Madonna masks, oh, or whatever the be. heck they were doing. I am not saying baseball can't be brutal. It can, especially when you play, like, in Boston. Third base is so close. Like, if you played the old Candlestick Park or you play in Oakland, you could be on the field and be, you know, 30, 40 feet away from the stands. These tighter ballparks, I'm sure he could hear everything when he was over there at third base. Seems like Boston's the problem, Jerry. Well, Boston doesn't have a great reputation. Bunch of punks up there. Boston does not have a great reputation. I'd love to go that. up. I'd love to go up there and give them a piece of my mind. See how they like that. I'll call them all those words and give them the finger. When do you want to do this? Right. Want to go Wednesday? <laughs> I can get you in the building for 190. Worst seat in the house. I can't make it up there Wednesday, Jerry. Can't go Wednesday. What if you took off Thursday? Well, I'm already off Thursday and Friday. <sighs> okay. I'm going to go see the Lemonheads in Jersey City. All right. Well, that's cool. That's more my speed, Jerry. To your point real quick about the ticket prices. Yeah. The For two tickets, the walk-in price. For Wednesday evening. For Wednesday night in Boston is 216 plus taxes and fees. You're to, you're looking at about 245 a ticket. It's quite a night. So it's five hundred five a ticket. A ticket. I don't have that kind of cash. So you're Jerry. talking four ninety just to walk in. No wonder why people are screaming up there. You pay all that money to get in, you're freaked out. I you think, start screaming. I believe there are probably those that do think that. I I paid this money. I can say what I want. Right. And they can. And then I'll get on videotape, and people can yell at me. I also see another these these fans are the one woman the other night. Tried to glue herself to the court. Did it, someone chain themselves to the hoop? Yeah. Now, how do you get the chain in the building? I don't know. Good question, Jerry. How do you get a chain in the building to chain yourself to the the where did they take chain themselves I thought to, the, to hoop? the hoop? I thought. Yeah. As again, people are mad at the uh, who's it? The Timberwolves owner. Like, yeah. how does security allow that to happen? How about this? Look for the person wearing the Glenn Taylor Roast Animals Alive t-shirts <laughs> and pat them down. <laughs> right. How did she get a chain in there? I have no idea. I don't know. Inside job. I don't know. And then so quick to chain herself. Yeah. Like security didn't notice that she was walking right past them towards the court. <laughs> Let's keep an eye on this woman wearing a Glenn Taylor Roast Animals Alive t-shirt. She looks like she could be trouble. My God. This yeah. is what I'm saying about the fans, Jerry. You got they're they're cursing out Kyrie. They're chaining themselves to the basket. They're gluing themselves to the floor. I think we're getting closer and closer to a wall being put up. Oh, I would the love that. The way you have in hockey. Yeah. Now, hockey, you have to have the boards because of the nature of the sport, and I get it, and the glass and all that. I think you're going to get to a point where there's going to have to be some sort of space between the players, even if you put the media there. For th I told you, the NCAA tournament, 
the media's got the first three or four rows on the floor. At least this was in Dayton, uh, not the whole tournament, but in Dayton, they was the front row was there was a lot of radio. Then the back two rows was print media, and then it was up like a little bit of a probably two steps up is where the crowd actually began. Still loud, still vocal, still very close to the court, but not right on the floor. Or let each player punch one fan. <laughs> Who was the one that said to do that? Was that a football guy? What, to let uh, players? Or was that Barkley or Shaq? Who was that? I thought probably Barkley. Might have been. Who, by the way, got on Kyrie for, you know, saying and doing what he did. Because I thought he was one that said we should be allowed to punch these guys in the face. Yes. At half court. It was was Barkley. I thought so. And he was getting mad at Kyrie for? Uh, Yeah, for being too sensitive. For being, being, you know what? I didn't put it in the system yet. I just found it. Uh, They were, so they were. They were on TNT. I guess it was halftime of, I forget which game it was. Maybe it was, I don't know, whatever game they were doing. They were on. They were setting the game up. And then at halftime, they reacted to Kyrie's comments and whatever. And, you know, Shaq was talking about how brutal it is in Boston. Yeah. Certainly understands it, but you got to let it go. And then Barkley's like, man up. You know, these current day athletes. But he was the one that said punch him in the face. Right. So. A little consistency would be nice. And what about uh, KD, Jerry? He only had 23 points. That he struggled with a shot. That doesn't seem like they, I good. thought. I thought Boston's game plan was pretty good. I mean, they they suffocated him. Double teams came left and right. But when you got Kyrie doing what he was doing, Nick Claxton played well, although he missed two. I mean, it was two minutes to go in the game, but at that time he missed two big free throws, but he played well. Um, so they got Goran Dragic played well. But yeah, it was uh, it was Kyrie's game in the fourth quarter. I hope they don't glue Kyrie to the floor uh, <laughs> on Wednesday night because we need him, Jerry. Or chain him to the to, to the to the hoop. Or chain him to the hoop. If you chain him to the hoop stupid. and glue him to the floor, <laughs> he's not going to be a factor in that game. You know what sucked was if you were watching the game and wanted the Nets to win, as I did. I did as well. After so they've got the lead late. They were whatever it was up by two with the ball. I guess was it two with the ball or they were up three. And then, right, so Boston gets the two, Brooklyn misses, Boston comes back and wins it. The timeout prior to that sequence, and the Nets have the lead, Steve Nash is as fired up as I've ever seen him fired up. And, you know, I kind of felt like at that point, they're going to take his lead, they're going to go finish this out. They, they didn't. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Nets. You know why? The Knicks have sucked for so long, and people still are like, the Nets, no one cares about the Nets, the Knicks run this town. The Knicks don't run this town anymore, Jay. Uh, the Knicks, well... Listen, the Knicks are the more popular team, but they are not the better team and haven't right. been for a long time. And says who they're the more popular team based on what? Uh, the amount of fans they have. Locally. Yes. Nationally, Nets. Nationally, it's the Nets, so for sure. I mean, if you look at every, it really is remarkable how I guarantee you every national sports show today, and I'm sure Boomer and Gio will start with it too, but every national sports show today will start with Nets Celtics. Would I don't you, know how you couldn't. The game was awesome. Would you say the Nets are a top Five team nationally. Um, no, I don't know about that because you've got if you if you hmm. top ten, you definitely top ten them. probably because of Kyrie and Durant probably yeah that's that's possible, but you got so many you know national football teams now yeah you know even baseball people follow the Red Sox all over the place and the teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees always will be so I don't know they're. They're definitely up there. And it was cool growing up, Jerry. You could follow the uh, Atlanta Braves because we had TBS on our yes, cable. We, did. we had Turner and WGN. With the Cubs, a lot of a lot of cable had that. You could watch the Cubs. That is, I think that's still the case, is it not? Not with the Braves, I don't think. But I think with the Cubs, no. I don't know. WGN is not on a lot of cable anymore. It used to be when it was a, a quote unquote superstation. It was on all the cable things. Yeah. What a great idea that you don't have cable t- anymore. How do you know? Well, I, from when I had cable, it's not <laughs> I'm available. Just but what a great idea by that Ted Turner back yeah. in the day. Put the Braves on cable. Now that you're like uh, America's team. That never really caught. What? <laughs> they were never America's team. <laughs> they were to me, Jerry. People might have liked Dale Murphy. They were Dale not Murphy, team. Bob Horner. <laughs> Bob Horner. Glenn uh, Hubbard. Bob Horner. He was in shape. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to be in shape back no, then. No, he didn't. I, and you know what? He probably never got hurt. Oh, by the way. Chris Chambliss. I'm going to try to go around the infield, Jerry. Look, I love Chris him. Chambliss, yeah. Glenn Hubbard, Rafael Ramirez, uh, Bob Horner, Dale Murphy, Claudel Washington, 
Oh, I forget about him. And I forget who their other you know outfielder was. I, I just had a thought. We're going to DJ's Memorial Day weekend, yeah. Friday. I am going to, I'll do it during one of my segments, we are going to have an Al versus blank, someone in the crowd, 1980s baseball trivia. Bring it. And we'll see if someone can beat you. Bring it. I will have some fun with someone that's there. All right, we're going to take a break. 517, just getting started. It is a Monday morning in the city. we got Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 on the fan. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, 25 after 5. What's up? It's Fat Face and Al with you until 6 (laughs) o'clock. I tell you doesn't seem to matter what I do. My weight just keeps going up and up and up. No matter what you eat or don't eat. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really wild, actually. Well, I mean, got, this was a bad weekend, I will say that. you got to get ready for summer, Jerry. It's a bikini season. Yes, I am going to go on my own fast. I'm not going to eat for a week. Uh, one week? The one just week. a one-week fast. Uh, that's my reset. Water. <laughs> you Just act like you're on the TV show Survivor. Just eat rice and water. I could do that. And do a bunch of challenges in and your a backyard. A couple of berries off the tree, and yeah, I'm good to go. a couple go. of berries. You'll exactly. be good, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, I'm knee-deep in the Mets now. You know how you know? I ordered a dog collar, a Mets dog collar for my dog. I've got a Mets hat on. The Mets are seven. Well, why and... wouldn't you be into the Mets? They look like they're going to be good. Well, that's what I mean. They're You're a front runner. Seven and three to start the season. They're looking alive. And their starting pitching has been off the charts good. And we don't even have Jacob DeGrom. No, I know. That's going to be like making a big trade at the trade deadline. Absolutely, Jerry. When this is a back. good this is a good time to be a Med fan. It's yesterday was one of those games where it was, you know, it was what it was. It was kind of scoreless, but you, I don't know. You never felt like they were gonna you figured they would find a way to win. And then they make a couple of good plays. J.D. Davis had one of the smart. They wanted to make an appeal play, so he steals second. It was something I had never thought of before. They're a a good fundamental baseball team. Yeah. How about that? They say that uh, Buck Showalter likes to find uh, loopholes and uh, things in the rules, and they go over different rules every day. Pretty good. So yeah, I guess they wanted the the Diamondbacks wanted to appeal a play. Dom Smith because Dom Smith tagged up, and it wasn't. They he didn't leave early, but they, they thought he to, left early. They thought he might have, but before they threw the ball over, as soon as the pitcher took his foot off the rubber, J.D. Davis bolted towards second, and then the pitcher didn't know what to do. <laughs> so appeal, and once that play happens, can't appeal because the new play Smart. just happened. Very, I had, I didn't know that. So rule. they traded an out for a definite run. They traded an out for a de- yeah, but they didn't get him out at second base. <laughs> oh, they didn't. No. No, the pitcher was he didn't know what to do. It was tremendous all around. It really was. It was pretty wild. Yeah, so now I mean, Jerry, I'm all aboard the Mets. That their their Friday home opener was awesome, right? Uh I would Lindor, say so, yes. homers both yes. sides. Uh, Pete Alonso's hitting home runs. Saturday was a little bit of a letdown, but then you come back and you win the series. Exactly. Like good teams do, like the Orioles. <laughs> So, no, it was a very good series at City Field. Do you want to go tomorrow night? No, I'm not interested Mets in going. Mets Giants? No, but they play uh, t- uh, tonight as well. They do. Well, I know, but, but tonight the weather's terrible. So what's going on with that? With We're what? getting a hurricane or something? I have no Pouring idea. I didn't rains? hear this until I heard 10-10 winds driving in. 10-10 winds. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to be a nasty evening. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Yeah, I guess. So I, they'll yeah. probably call that game then uh, early. Can't have people going out there. I, I suppose. I, I don't know. I'm looking at the forecast now. I don't know the answer. What's it know. say, Jerry? Rain. This is not great. And wind. <laughs> not great. 
I'm trying. What is that? Flushing, Queens? That's in Flushing. Right? Let's see oh, what yeah. it says. All right, so I'm going to go with, we'll Google. go with Flushing Meadows. All right. All right, that's close enough. Coastal flood warning. That's all not right. good. You can't have that. Yeah, no, this is not good at all. Let's see here. The forecast. See? Yeah. Heavy rain. Okay. Well, let's call the game right now. <laughs> and strong winds. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah, this doesn't look great, to be quite Tomorrow's honest. Tomorrow's bad, too? No, it's just strong winds tomorrow. Should we call the game now and say we had it first? You can't do that. When you here's need, why you can't. Well, boy, this is not good. When you need news first. Tune in to Al and Jerry, the warm-up program. Heavy rain from 8 to midnight. But but there's a chance it doesn't rain. It's only 90% raining. <laughs> By the way, I found this out about weather forecast. Tell me if you knew this. Uh, this uh, A meteorologist wrote to me. When Why? What a meteorologist write to you? <laughs> because he heard us discussing the weather and, and, and rain and things. Okay. So when he says... When you when you hear Jerry, where do you live? Hazlitt, New Jersey. Yeah. When you hear there's a seventy percent chance of rain in Hazlitt, New Jersey. Right. What that means is seventy percent of your area has a one hundred percent chance of rain. I didn't know that. Yeah, I me just neither. thought it meant in that town it's seventy percent likely to rain. Right. No, he says it means that seventy percent of your town is one hundred percent going to get rain. Hmm. So then How you're saying, that? so if City Field is yes. not in this 88 percentile, maybe they can get the game in. Maybe they get the game in. Maybe they get zero rain, Jerry. Of course, it does look like it's supposed to rain until uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> it looks horrible. So we're going to be driving in the rain again tomorrow. It, uh, I would say that would be not a given, but pretty close. I almost hit a deer today. On the There was a deer in the middle lane on the parkway. Near uh, Red Dead? Bank. No, standing there. Oof. And then there was another fella, his friend. <laughs> his friend. Over to the right looking like he wanted to get in the mix as well. I went right yeah. between them, Jerry. Like a, I went like a running back through uh, through the hole. That's the line. like your biggest nightmare. My, yeah. I do believe I'm going to die by hitting a deer. No, you're not going to die. You just might total your car. But I thought today, like, what if I, what if my dog didn't keep me out as long this morning? And I got a little bit of an earlier jump. Would I have hit that deer? You might have. Absolutely. Right. No doubt. We're, life, Jerry. 100%. Is decided by seconds. By everything you do. By everything I do. That is true. If my coffee took just a little quicker to brew this morning. Yeah. I'd have hit that deer. Would have been bad news for me. Bad news for the deer. I'm, I, I My guess would be the deer didn't make it. The deer wouldn't have made it. That's it's a tough place to be just hanging out. The middle lane? <laughs> of a parkway. Of the parkway, yeah. Yes. It's not a great spot. No, it's not. Not you a gotta great spot. you got to be ready. Today. Even last time when I left my parents' house, we drove past like four or five of them that were right on the side of the road. And then you're looking, all right, where there's a few, you know there's more. Not good. we got to start eating deer like we eat chicken. I'm not eating deer. And i got to tell deer you, meat. after last night, uh, this vegetarian thing might be happening again. Why would you eat? You would just... I don't know. An Easter dinner that no, it was didn't go well. A turkey that was on the pan before it was all carved up. Yeah. That looked like it could have got up and done jumping jacks. Yeah. Like it looked like a real bird. It looked yeah. Yeah. And it kind of turned my stomach. So it didn't have it at dinner. Like really? Because you saw it. the bones of the turkey? Couldn't do it. I just couldn't. And I'm like, eh. You, you might go what? vegan. I gotta read well, I'm a vegan because I'm not eating tofu and all that crap. And I like eggs, and I'm still going to have milk. That's one thing. Let's let's start slow. So you'll Vegan. still take products from animals. You just don't want to eat the actual yeah, animals. For okay. sure. Give Absolutely. us your milk, that sort of thing. Yes, but I don't know that I can. I, this might change in three days. Right. I've tried this before. I might be trying it again. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. Well, good luck, Jerry. <laughs> and good yeah. luck to the animals. By the way, do you see the Mets uh, The Mets starting pitching, Jerry? The starting pitching. Yeah. They're off to a almost a historic start. 1.07 ERA through 10 games. I know. That's what I said to you. Their starting pitching has been off the charts to, to start the season. Mm-hmm. They've been awesome. Yeah. They really have been. They've been as good as advertised, and you don't even have your top guy there. Meanwhile... The Yankees are 5-5, five and five, which is an embarrassing uh, start. Well, what's embarrassing is the way they lost the other night with, with Chapman. What's embarrassing is how they couldn't do anything off of Bruce Zimmerman, the immortal Bruce Zimmerman yesterday. What's embarrassing is that they lose two out of three to the Orioles. 
Um, there's a lot to not like from this weekend. And they didn't, it was like one inning where they scored their runs yeah. this weekend. And then other they than did that, nothing. one inning, they did nothing. Nothing. How about Rugnet Odor? I know. The former Yankee a coming through. Hit. Go ahead, base it. Yeah. And he had a full beard because yes, he finally he got out from under the Steinbrenners and was able to grow his man Please. beard. If they, back. if they offered him a contract, he'd still be here. Let's and he'd shave his knock beard. that off. And, and why is right Glaber Torres playing shortstop? Well, not to get too sportsy on you, but what are sports. they doing? I, strange. Yeah. So the Yankees Very are in a strange. little bit of trouble. Who do they got? They go in Detroit and what, starting Tuesday. You, yeah. Before you do that, I un. Hmm. Now, they didn't lose because of this, so don't misunderstand me. But this is where baseball in 2022, 2015, loses me. I understand that Nestor Cortez Jr. is not your ace pitcher. I get it that he's, you're not really expecting him, I don't think, to be a main cog in the rotation. You're going to need him, yes. And I know it's April. 88 pitches. 66 for strikes. How many balls is that? Uh, 12 balls. Okay, 22. Terrible math. 22, 22 balls. You get my point. He strikes out 12 guys. Why is he coming out of the uh, We game? don't know. We don't know. I, Plus, I don't. It, stop with the pitch count. There was nothing, and this is what I always talk about in terms of watching the game. There was nothing about the way he pitched yesterday, at least in my opinion, through his five innings, that told me he was laboring. He was throwing free and easy, and he was blowing the ball by guys. He has that fourth inning, three strikeouts on nine pitches, the immaculate inning, which everybody's talking about now. Why? Leave him in. Were you aware that that was the yes. term? Yeah. Immaculate inning? Yes. Some of us that watch baseball, we we uh, we do know that. What if you threw three pitches and got out of the inning? Uh, that's a, uh, Well, that's is a that three-pitch inning. That's not an immaculate inning? That is not. No. That that's seems just better. a three-pitch inning. That's called keeping your pitch count down. Yeah. Which is where you want the 27-pitch perfect game. Right. Oh, <laughs> man, Jerry, that would be so awesome. Those odds. My Lord. Then uh, Higashioka, I guess, tossed the the. The final pitch <laughs> yes. of the immaculate inning to <laughs> into a, the crowd, <laughs> into a crowd, and then Garrett Cole had to go back and get it. And who was it in the Yankee dugout that called him an a hole? <laughs> you a hole, yes, yeah. But Garrett Cole got it back. He did. So I saw one article where they said he might have signed the ball yeah. for the guy, which is great. That's you know what? That's, That's looking what out do. for your teammate. That's very cool. So yeah, Gashioka got in trouble when he got back to the dugout. Very much so, man. He's a, you got to think of that. Like we saw it happen uh, with uh, Mike Evans and with Tom Brady. You can't yes, just that's be right. throw before you throw a ball into the crowd. You got to think: Is this ball meaningful? Understood. Except I, you got to remember they do it after every inning. My guess would be Gashioka yeah. didn't even realize it was a nine pitch. And I know that sounds silly because he's the one. But my guess is he's so focused on what pitch is next, who's up, situation. He probably didn't even realize it was a – and I don't know. Maybe he spoke and said he did. I would think he probably didn't. If I was a third base coach for the uh, Orioles, when the third hitter came up, I'd be like, take a ball. Take a pitch. Make this guy work. <laughs> well, he's got to throw a ball. Although, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strike throw one. Three right, now, you're, now you're down in the count. <laughs> I'd make him throw three right down the middle on me. I'm telling you. And you did hear the uh, the Josh Donaldson home run call. I did. Boomer was very. Cl- I didn't like. I didn't care for people yelling at us because I don't think that Boomer um, was right. He was right with the phrasing or the words. He didn't get the phrasing right. Okay, but he was spot on. Donaldson drills one at deep right center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. That's Josh. By gosh. He drills a two-run home run. That's fine. Right it's not like, well, you know, Boomer was close. What did he Boomer say? I don't remember. What, do you remember what it was? Eddie? He didn't make it right. The way he did it, it didn't fit. Do you think he'll take credit today that he nailed mm, it? I mean, enough people on Twitter gave him credit, so he. I think he's got every right to. But I think we were right as well to support him. We just needed it to be phrased a little bit different. And Falafel still hasn't done anything. Kiner Felica Flaffle is Kiner the Falefa. place. To no, he be. hit into a big double play yesterday. Actually, <laughs> in a big spot. <laughs> you're not gonna get. A, you're not gonna get a call when you do he that. He has. He has struggled. Yes, he's struggling. He has struggled. We yes. need that guy to hit a home run, Jerry. Uh, yes, because very curious to see what it's going to be. But I think uh, the Friday night Apple TV game must have been the Phillies. 
Maybe. Because my brother-in-law, who lives down the Jersey area where the Phillies are, mm-hmm. your Phillies fans, he's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with baseball this year. He goes, uh, I tried to watch the Phillies Friday night. They weren't on TV. Maybe they I were. Go, yeah, they were probably the Apple. He's like, what? I had no I idea. Huh? Apple TV. I told him Amazon's got some games. Like, I go, you got to start. You got to go hunting for these games. Yeah, not easy. Or you just listen to the warm-up program. We tell you everything. We do tell you everything. We keep you locked in. And we got a lot more to tell you. We got about 20 minutes to do it. And quick break on the other side, more of that stuff. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Six o'clock, Boomer and Geo, top of the hour. It's Monday here on the fan. A lot to get to from the weekend. The Nets losing a heartbreaker in Boston. The Mets win, take the series. Yankees lost to the Orioles, lose the series. By the way, the Red Sox have issues too. They're going to Toronto. They've got multiple players that are not making the trip. I didn't see who because I saw it before I came in here that cannot go to Toronto because of the vaccine mandate. I know the Yankees will deal with that in a couple weeks, I guess it is. So we'll then find out who's vaccinated, who's not. Yeah, that's fun. I love to find out who's vaccinated and who's that's not. Fun. <laughs> I don't know why. It's interesting. It's yes. just fun to – I feel like I'm I'm learning something. Well, you're going to learn because right now we don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ali Perez made an appearance I yesterday. Un- I thought – now explain hmm. – I thought we did this a few weeks ago where he retired. No, I guess he's back. I, clearly pitching against the Mets yesterday. I thought I remember he I thought he was pitching in the Mexican Winter League and on, I thought he retired yeah, I thought from he baseball retired after as well. That. But he's back, Jerry. In 20th fact, major league season. Yeah, the back of his hair, he's got some grays back there. He's got He's wash. been pitching for 20 years. He's got to wash that gray right out of his hair. I said that about Kyrie yesterday. He's got gray hairs? He does. It's How a terrible look. I well, I mean I started getting gray hair in my early 30s. Oh. I started having no hair in my early 30s, (laughs) so I would appreciate the gray hair, I think. Yeah. Uh, Two quick baseball notes, Jerry. Uh, Some dude on the Reds, Hunter Green. Yep. Uh, Fireballer. a a rookie pitcher, fireballer indeed, Jerry. I guess he broke some sort of record here. For the most pitches thrown over 100 miles an hour, right? Yes. Well, they began tracking this, I guess, in 2008, and he threw 39 pitches 100 miles per hour or faster. Yeah, he was hitting 102 on the gun, I know. Yeah, they said 13 of his pitches were at least 101, which is also a record. Guy this can just throw goes it. to show you that just throwing the ball fast doesn't matter. No, there are, if you look at college baseball, there are so many kids out there that can now throw 90 plus. It doesn't matter. Like, you've got to be able to pitch. Like, when Nolan Ryan was pitching, him just throwing 100 was good enough. Yeah, I mean, I think the ball moved a little bit. I mean, let's give him a little credit. He didn't just go up there and throw the ball. He's like, I here mean, comes a fastball right down the middle. You can't yeah. hit it because it's 100 it miles also, per hour. It also wasn't a flat fastball. The ball's moving a little bit. That's true. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – have you ever sat close at a major league game? Yes. Like front row? I have one time. I'll tell you, G and I sat at that Met game a couple of years ago, and I've, I've sat at enough minor league games close. They all throw so damn hard. It doesn't matter. These batters are so good. You have the ball needs to move. You got to hit your spots. You got to make them chase. It's um, yeah, throwing 100 miles an hour isn't what it used to be. I also did something with uh, with Craig and the media years ago, where we got to uh, the media members, and Craig was one of them. Got to uh, take batting practice against Mariano Rivera, who was throwing 60 miles an hour. Right, but before. The media members went in there, his warm-up pitches to, to do some intimidation. I mean, that thing is just so smoked in there. I don't know how you... Stand in there? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I know, know how... Like, think of when you get up to bat, you have legitimately a split second. You've got a fraction of a second. To decide. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like I would be up there be like, okay, this pitch I'm taking no matter what. This pitch I'm swinging no matter what. Because I couldn't make that decision. And they tell you sometimes some of the hitters like Rod Carew would see the rotation. The spin. How? 
Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what do you do though? How you see in rotation of a spin? Well, how do you think they know it's a curveball? I don't. Not? I do not know because they have good eyesight and they pick it up out of the hand and you can see the spin. That's unbelievable. Now there are some batters too, and Darren. I think we talked about this Friday briefly. Daryl Strawberry was one who would always say he was a good mistake hitter. Like if he would get a fastball over the middle of the plate. And the pitcher missed his spot. He was trying to hit the outside corner down and away, and he throws a fastball down the middle by mistake. That's the one that Darrell would hit 390 feet, you know, to right field for a home run. Other guys, you get fooled. Sometimes you guess. There's a lot that goes into hitting. But if you think about it, you have to pick up the ball out of the hand. You've got to pick up the spin. You've got to decide if it's a fastball or an off-speed pitch of some sort. Decide if you're going to swing at it. Decide if it's a strike. All of that in about two tenths of a second. Yeah, and then have the mind works. And if somebody misses it, or the, we were like, "Oh, he what sucks." Is he doing I, this guy sucks. I, I've, I know. It's I very know. strange. I don't know how anyone gets a hit, and yet it's very hard to pitch. <laughs> the, yeah, the other thing then is too. Sometimes like ball is hit hard, but. There's nine guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we not have more no-hitters? <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. Especially to put together like a, an inning like the Orioles did to the Yankees the other night when they put five runs up in the eighth inning. It just every time the ball's hit in this spot where somebody isn't. Uh, hit them where they ain't. Hit him where the – who said that? Yogi Berra? Mm, was that Yogi Berra? Yep. No, and I don't think it was. No. Definitely was Yogi Berra. Ted Williams? Hit him where they ain't. Maybe Casey – I don't, Rod Carew. I, I don't remember, but that's one. Just George, Google it. George I Brett. could. I could do that. I'm not going to, but I could. So, base, but that's when you get away from hating baseball like you do and hating oh, fan attendance baseball. and grandma being charged for games. That I don't like. When you actually think about how difficult it is, it's absurd. Right. Like I, I said when I was at that game with G, I said, I'd love to just go out there for one at bat just to see it. Like up close and personal in the batter's box, what that is. because even in high school, I won I won much of a field. I was terrible, but I could hit. Never faced anything like that ever. I would love to see it like once, like ninety plus. This Forget hundred. Like, this feels like a field of dream speech. Just one time, I, I would face the batter and wink. Let but him I, think you know something. But I also wish too the biggest critics of these guys. I wish they could have an opportunity. To get out there and yeah. see what it's like. Big beer belly dude out there. Because, my God, it's hard. It's tough. Then how about this pitcher, this Japanese pitcher, Roki Sasaki? Yeah, this is crazy. So he, he he threw a perfect game the other day. Perfect game. Probably five day. days ago, probably. Perfect game. Mm-hmm. Then his next start, eight innings of perfectness. Then they take him out. What? I, I don't know. I guess he was at 102 pitches. Yeah. I'm so tired of the 100-pitch mark thing. Who's to say he wouldn't go out there and throw three-pitch out, three-pitch inning? No get idea. Him out of there. I don't know. I don't know. That would have been so awesome. Then I was reading. I was like, yeah, I was immediately in my head. I'm like, let's get him this guy to the major leagues. They have all these rules. Yes. With You're the... just new to this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They got all these rules, Jerry, for yes. international players. If they're not a certain age, that this, that he could only make this much money. It's not as, especially in Japanese baseball, it's not as easy. They have to post the player. Yeah. And there's bidding that goes on. It's not as easy as, hey, get him on the line. Yeah, we want him. Right. No, that doesn't work like, that way. Why couldn't the Yankees go, like, let's get this guy? Because they're not allowed. Or Steve Cohen be like, you know, let's get this uh Roki Sasaki in here. Be- <laughs> we'll trade you Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> yeah, no, until Jacob DeGrom comes back. Let right. us have him. No, it's uh, not quite allowed. Yeah, they're like, oh, we could only make. You You've know, said in- two great things the last two shows we've done. <laughs> One is Comiskey Park. Do the White Sox still play in Comiskey Park, which, as we found out, was blown up in 1991. Right. And today, didn't know there were rules for these international <laughs> players. I, didn't, no, I knew there were rules. I didn't know they were so strict. <laughs> Something the dollar can fix. You actually right. have to play by the rules. Yeah, I don't like that. That is tremendous. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on that terrific game between Boston and Brooklyn. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple minutes till we get to the top of the hour. We have the uh, Celtics winning by one yesterday. The buzzer beater. Yankees lost. Mets won. Mets Giants tonight. Weather pending. What else, Al? I did see the uh, noted Fakakta football that... Uh, the USFL. USFL and fan-controlled football league uh, mm-hmm. both played. I did see, and maybe this is one of those things kind of like how... Twitter made it seem like more people were interested in Manning cast than actually did watch it. Twitter seemed very interested in the various camera angles that the USFL was using. Yeah, they, had, they had the drone cameras running drone around. camera. They had helmet cam where they showed a running back or a quarterback going up the middle. Yeah. You know what I like? Cause I did watch, I watched the extended package of the uh, generals and stallions from the other you night. You watched the extended package. Highlight? I did. I, and the first couple of drives were really good. You know what I like? Good football. In a traditional angle. I don't care for the drone stuff. It's too, like, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Yeah. It's neat the first time you see it, but after that, it's like, just give me the regular camera angle. But I don't, I, I do like if they're going to experiment with this stuff, do it in these Oh, for leagues. sure. Don't oh, hit me on a Monday night football or Sunday night football with this. I will tell you, I didn't see many of these games, but yeah. I, I watched the extended highlight package for the, for the generals. Yeah. The play was good. It didn't seem like I was watching low-level football. Yeah. I actually was kind of impressed by his Now, I know there were a lot of blooper highlights out there from some of the other games, but the first couple of catches that were made by the wide receivers in this game were pretty impressive. They did a football follies uh, this weekend for USFL? Uh, there were a couple of poor plays. Man, I used to, one time when I ordered Sports Illustrated, I got football follies VHS. That was awesome. By NFL Films. Oh, it was so great. Always love that. Always love that. It was the combo... NFL's hardest hits slash football. Folly. Yes, that's right. I think Paxton Lynch lost the ball. And then there was one player, I forget who. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.